morning. This is the morning tea where we inform you about the latest news, including hot topic, world news, and pop culture every Thursday at 10 a.m. My name is Dayanara Leonardo, a multimedia communication major with ambition of becoming a news anchor. And also, I have with me my two friends that will be helping me with the show. Hey guys, it's Ariana Soto. I am a student here at Valencia College and one of the co-hosts of the Morning Tea Show. I am a communications major and my passion is to talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, my name is Melanie Rivera and I'm just majoring in journalism and trying to see what's going to take me. I don't know where, but <laughs> let's see. We're just three friends with a dream to talk about you know, pop culture, politics. We have Dayanara here who's super interested in talking about politics. And we have a really yes, good special today <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of interviews for you guys. So being that the weather has chilled down and it's sweater weather, we're going to start you guys off with some good music. And when we come back, we'll get you informed about um, local news. All right, guys, here we go. I have sweater weather here for you by the neighborhood.
And we are back with the morning tea. I am here with Dayanara and Brittany, the editor-in-chief of Valencia Voice. So last week, we had a white nationalist rally in Gainesville, and they have actually taken out their time to go and experience what it was actually like to be at the white nationalist rally in, on October 9th. Uh, Dayanara, if you want to introduce us and see what it was really like. Yeah, so we it was on last Thursday, October 19th. We were trying to go there to get um, the sense of how everyone felt in Gainesville, the students at UF, including the community. And I was able to find out that Richard Spencer did try on last August to do the speech over there at University of Florida, but he was denied. And the moment that he was denied, he tried to sue because of freedom of speech, leaving the president and everyone else in the university no other choice but to let him speak. I did get the chance to speak to Simone Chris. She's a, an attorney with Southern Legal Counsel of a nonprofit civil rights firm, and she was protesting there, and she also gave me her point of view on how she felt about Richard Spencer being there. So who was Simone Chris again? She is a Southern Legal Counsel of nonprofit civil rights firm, a lawyer. And where did you get to find her? I found her within the people there. I was interviewing everyone. Um, I was first talking to her mother, and her mom was like, oh, here, talk to my to my daughter. She's a lawyer, and she can talk more about this. And this was outside? Yeah, outside. Wow. I was just interviewing everyone, and I got the chance to find her. I got lucky with that. Wow. So how exactly was the feeling to be in? Because I imagine being there must have been something very, very powerful so the energy must have been very high what what did it feel like being there it felt um I think I was I had was having like a rush of adrenaline I was really excited to be there because I really wanted to get well informed but it was very obvious that everyone in Gainesville did not want Richard Spencer there they were all chanting get out we don't want you here your hate oh speech is not allowed um we are about love and there were also some students that were chanting um, Black Lives Matter. And everything was just, it was a good vibe itself. I think Richard Spencer didn't get what he wanted out of it because he didn't have much supporters. Mm. So, Brittany, tell me, how was it like for you? It was very interesting. I Honestly, it's an experience that I will never forget because I really want to go into field of journalism. You know, I, mm -hmm. I want to be physically in the field and going to that protest was just eye-opening for me because you get to see the different perspectives of everyone standing up for what they believe in you know like basically students took time out of their day professors I know went people in the community they took time out of their day and basically just made their message heard that they don't that they don't support white nationalists they don't support Richard Spencer so just seeing that passion bleed through people it's, it's just an experience to just go through and just, you know, get the raw emotion out of that. It was just amazing. So was there in any moment in time that you were over there that you felt you were being attacked personally, not as a group, but as a person of your whatever national thing you are? <laughs> um, not really, because the support, you could just feel the love from all love. the students that, you know, stood for just, like, having everyone's back you know mm -hmm. everyone acted together like that day I learned everyone is stronger in numbers, in numbers and it's and so love. true yeah that's right mm -hmm. love is the winner <laughs> yeah I was also able to um when I was talking to Simone Chris she also said that she was a little bit upset because she believed that the president of University of Florida Kent Fush could have um amended the policy that he needed to be invited by a group Richard Spencer, and that that would have spoken volume as to where they stand in. So she was saying that they could have done more to have stopped them, even if he was saying that he was going to sue. Mm. So how about we go ahead and and hear what Simone had to say? Yeah, she was she got kicked out out of trying to get in. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, here we go. I just got kicked out of going in, which was a little frustrating. But what did they say to you? Were there so, so I got, I got uh, no, no, they were they letting, letting in. in who, who, to be to fair, be fair I, only I only saw white men get in. My dad, dad was right next to me, dressed similarly, and they let, they let him, him in. in. And then and the, the, the UF police checked my pockets, said I could go, and as I was going through, one of Spencer's guys, guys pointed, pointed to me and said, you, out. And I said, why? And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, 
do I look too gay? Like, what could I? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? He's like, no, I don't feel comfortable with you. And then pointed to a black guy next to me and said, you out too. So, oh. I can only assume. So they had his people at the end. Yeah, yeah. So there's sure. there's the UF people who actually like check your pockets and vet you. But yes. then his people in the white shirts point to you, and if you don't look the way they want you to, they say out. Oh. So like one out of every 15 people maybe actually went through. And from what I saw. I only saw white males going. Only white males going in. Yep. Okay. It, uh, it it doesn't feel good to have a person who represents. Feels like they had an agenda towards the crowd that they wanted at the actual That's rally. Crazy. They did. I also did try to get in, and the moment that I got to the front, they were just like, "No." They didn't give me an explanation wow. for anything. I was not allowed in at all. Um, I was telling them that I was going in as media, that I was a college student, um, a journalist, and no. Were other uh, media outlets allowed to get in, or was it just Fox? specific ones? Oh, Fox okay. was able Nationally. to get in. Yeah, they there was national news that were being being able to get in, but he was very like he picked. He was very selective of who was able to get in. Um, I did find out that within the people that got inside, there was only two rows of supporters for him. Everyone else was ch was chanting inside, "Go home, Spencered." which made his speech shorten. He, his speech started at 2 p.m. and it ended by 4.15 because of that combination of the, some of the protesters that were able to get in that he, he believed were going to be supported where they were not, and including the students outside that were chanting, he wasn't able to complete his speech and he had to leave by 4.15. So, Brittany, you all tried getting in, all of you, the whole Valencia Voice team. Yeah, correct. I had um, Sam with me, the managing editor, I think he tried to get in, uh, but they were giving out like 700 tickets. And I actually uh, interviewed one of the girls who actually um, got into the speech, and she was telling me that one of the processes that the NPI had was they checked her wrists for some reason. Like after they okayed that she could get in, like one of the last steps was checking her wrists. I don't know for what, like maybe like a tattoo or something, a symbol. Hmm. I'm not really sure, but... but I have yeah. no idea. So they, were, they had enough tickets for you guys to couldn't get in at all. I mean, yeah, like, they're looking at our skin color. They're looking at, oh, you know, selective. I mean, come on, you know, it's, well it's come yeah. to this. They were very yeah. selective about very everything. Selective. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Were there uh, professors from Valencia here uh, or at the White Nationalist Rally? You know, it's funny. When I first got there, I didn't get my press badge in time. So I was like, I walked up to an elder guy and I asked him, like, do you teach at UF? He said, yes. Um, but he was very hesitant with his answer, you know, and I, so? I, I mean, I think he didn't want people to know that he was there. And I asked him if I could interview him. I said, I was from Valencia Voice. You know, I'm the editor in chief. Can I get an interview from you? And he said, uh, no, you know, wow. like I didn't have my credentials at the time, but he wasn't opening to anybody. I, he wanted to keep it very low key. I think a lot of people that might have went over there wanted to keep it low key just because mm -hmm. it's a white nationalist rally. And, you know, from the previous events of the car running over a bunch of people and just, you know, it's just such a touchy subject where people just definitely want to keep out of. But I know that, you know, Dianetta was very excited about telling us that she, she wanted really to go. Was. And, I and did. as a journalist, I believe that's something that, yeah. you know, boils in your blood. And that's something where it's like, okay, well, I have to go because I need to be part of this and I need to, whichever side you're taking, you know, good or bad, but you have to be there. Yeah, that's I think that's that Floridian. I wanted to know, I'm like, how do, are, are they going to invite him in with welcome arms? Like, I really want to understand the people that are going to be there so that I can have an understanding. I'm like, I really want to know where Florida stands with this. And I did get the chance to interview the president of University of Florida. You did? Yes, I was wow. so excited. His That's name good. is W. Kent Funch. <laughs> and I got a five minute interview very quickly and I do have an audio of what he had to say about how he felt about Richard Spencer being there in, in campus. All right, so here we go. It, uh, it, it doesn't feel good to have a person who represents the totally opposite values and views that I have and that our university have. That does not feel good. And uh, for him to say horrific, vile, uh, things is uh, just it's really hard to hear them um, and um, it hurts our community when, when he does that he disrupts, dis disrupts us however um, I, I didn't go to the event I was just speaking at a faculty senate meeting 
Uh, but what I've seen uh, on social media is that he has very few followers here. I think that's a great sign, great sign uh, that almost not, nobody's here to follow him. Uh, there are a lot of press here. Uh, there are a lot more press than followers, what I've seen so far. And, and so far, uh, it's been peaceful, which I'm, uh, that's the most important thing to me. Okay. Um, but uh, like police uh, mobilization here. Yeah. Really, really good interview. So I have a question. So, you know, we have we have that issue where, you know, uh, they rent they rented or they bought out a bunch of police. Approximately how many police were there? Well, I know um, I was checking and they ended up paying half a million for over, pro oh over half God. a million <laughs> wow. for protection. Um, the, I did get um, an answer also from the president of, mm -hmm. of University of Florida on it because it was so like it looked like we were going into like a war scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were completely packed. It was a little bit scary to look at them sometime. I was smiling and trying to talk to them. I didn't get anything out of any of them. I would have ran the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that at the speech and also in campus when I was when I got there. Like it looked like a ghost town. There yeah. was barely any students. Pictures. Yeah, there was barely yeah. any students. A lot of professor had cancer canceled classes because they feared like maybe students are gonna fear for the life or anything so um a lot of, so there was barely like just a few little students and more police like everywhere so i i have one question in particular where i've been seeing all over twitter all over social media in general and it's just the debate as to where if uf did the right thing do you guys think that university of florida did the right thing in rent you know taking out all the police professors canceling classes individually what's your opinion on that you know uh, what i personally i think they did the right thing in regards to taking the correct precautions because mm -hmm. in charlottesville what i was reading was like three people were killed 37 injured they were just looking out for the safety of the public but then on the other side on the other side you have the other perspective where it's like you don't want to give the white nationalists the attention a voice basically and what they what uf unintentionally did was spending over half a million dollars in security you got cops everywhere of course that's going to draw people's attention like people are going to be like what the hell is going on and basically that's kind of just what drew them the attention yeah i i agree with you on that you know giving giving hate a voice is not always necessarily the best thing, but, you know, taking the precautions as to where, you know, pertaining to the other, the last event that happened in Charlottesville, you know, avoiding someone getting killed or multiple people getting killed. I think that UF really, you know, did an outstanding job as to protecting students because, you know, we all knew that when we heard the white nationalist rally was going on, we knew that because there is so much love and in the schools, especially in universities, you know, there were going to be students that were going to be protesting. So yeah. I think that University yep. of Florida did a great job in, uh, you know, protecting students, protecting even police. Because I know oh, yeah. I didn't see any police in the pictures. I just saw them like... Actually, <laughs> we got some good pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did get some good pictures. And there's one story I, uh, I want to tell you guys. My managing editor, um, Sam, he was literally in the perfect place at the right time because he caught the thing where there was someone from the public. He went to go... Like, he was riding his bike through the area. And you're not allowed because it's, you know, shut off. And basically, the cops saw this. And what ended up happening was they tackled the guy to the ground and arrested him. Oh, my God. And they charged him with um, resisting arrest. That I, was yeah. that one person that got arrested, right? Because there was only, I well, think there no, was only one. I mean, he got arrested. And, of course, around 530s, uh, one of the Nazis, mm. they were, like, in a van. And, like, they, shired, th they fired their gun. At protesters. Oh, I didn't um, hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that, that was so how did that even come about? Yeah, so it was three individuals. It was Carlton Fierce of 20, 28, 28 years, mm -hmm. Tyler Tent Brick of, he was 28, and William Fierce, who was 30. They were arrested in charge of attempted murder, murder in Gainesville. The police said the trio heckled anti-Richard Spencer protesters with Nazi salutes and threats before shooting at them. No one was injured. The shot didn't um, hit any of the protesters, but they were trying to put their rhetoric down their throat and trying to say, like, yeah, that Richard Spencer was on the right and saying all of these Nazi salutes towards them. And um, one thing led to another. 
Wow. So what was your opinion on what UF, uh, University of Florida, uh, its procedures on the white nationalist rally? I think um, at first when I was there, a lot of students felt like the police was there to protect the white nationalists. And some of them were very upset over that. And I was seeing that and I felt a little bit like that. But once I kept on interviewing people and I did get the chance to interview the president of University of Florida on that and I asked him that question as well, I understood his point of view and I totally get why they went to that extreme and I think they did the right thing. And let's just go into the president of University of Florida and what he had to say about that. Like police uh, mobilization here, yeah. I, we told millions of dollars have been poured into this. Um, a lot of people, they seem, they seem more scared of the police, equally yeah. to the Nazis. Yes. Uh, what are your feelings about that kind of mobilization we're seeing here? Yeah, today? that, that uh, I'm responsible for that. So we have more than 500 police officers. It's actually a lot more, and I was told I can't say because that's part of our strategy to thwart him. Uh, but more than 500 police officers on the campus from all over the state, including other universities. And secondly... Uh, well, we decided not to bring the National Guard on campus. It was offered to us, and the reason for that is is two things. One, the National Guard aren't trained to, to deal with young people, and um, they're more to deal with natural disasters and, and to fight wars, and that's not what this is here. Um, but we have a lot of police officers, and it makes the campus not feel like a college or a university when you see people um, all kinds of uniforms walking around. Uh, so I totally understand. I, I don't feel comfortable with having so many officers here, uh, but it really... Uh, is, uh, I believe, will accomplish the goal of uh, keeping uh, the place safe. Okay. All right, so give us a little recap on that, Dianetta. So pretty much what he was saying is that um, he was the one that decided that he wanted to have all of that police, and they actually didn't unveil how much sec like police and security there was in campus and at the speech rally. They did that as a tactic to try to make sure that um, no protester would get harm and to make sure that if any white nationalists try to um, do a threat towards protester, like what happened in Charlottesville, that wouldn't happen. So I was like, once I was hearing from his part why they went to those extremes, it's understandable. You want to feel protected. It is a little bit scary to have security and police everywhere and you feel like you're in a war scene. But thank God nothing happened to anyone. And I believe that having all of that police force there and security really helped towards that so Brittany said she had two comments <laughs> yeah i did um one of them was pretty crazy basically when richard spencer was uh in the middle of his speech one like the first white nazi quote-unquote white nazi that came out apparently he got punched in the face oh and he had blood running down his face and um dude as soon as this guy came out the media, the protesters, I'm talking hundreds of people, just swarmed in front of this guy. And I was standing in the front of it the whole time. I wasn't in the back trying to get to the front of the action, no. I was literally standing right in front. So everyone was just swarming to my direction. And I was like, holy crap. Because all Big you just mob. see <laughs> is a bunch of protesters, rioters, reporters, and the police trying to protect this guy. Like, the police are trying to protect this guy, and they're all coming my way. And I just, like, had to, like, jump one of the barricades. I had to start <laughs> running because I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to get, like, trampled. It, it was insane. And what ended up happening was the police led him to, like, where they had a line of policemen. And the public couldn't get past the police because they, they had their um, baton and everything like that. But the Nazi was able to go past the barrier. But... As I was running backwards, I actually bumped into one of the cops, <laughs> and he had to lightly take his bayonet and, like, push me off of him. And as soon as I saw that, I just sprinted in the opposite <laughs> direction. I'm like, holy shit, I'm not getting, like, shot today. I'm not <laughs> getting guys. shot today. You're not going to make another no, story no, for No, God, no. I was like, holy yeah. crap. But even though that happened, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I was like, I just got pushed by a police officer. <laughs> this is so cool right now. I think, um, yeah. I think as a, a student, that's that has to be exciting. That has to be something yeah. where it's like, you know, I just made history. I'm, I'm here. You know, even though it's not for a good cause, of course. But it's like I think everyone wants to protest once yeah. in their life. Yeah. So I have, do have a question: Were there students or just bystanders in general that were trying to get rowdy? Um. 
I don't think so. Like rowdy and what type of way? Rowdy as in like, you know how some people get too excited and then they're like, start protesting like crazy oh, or yeah. you know oh, where they just want to like hit people i don't know i'm just there some, stuff up here but i want to see you know <laughs> yeah there were some protesters that when fox news was coming out from the from the from the auditorium they were screaming it's fox news everyone look at them they support richard spencer it's fox news and i was just like okay they are about i'm like i was scared for, <laughs> for the lady and i was just like okay but yeah. So they were like really rowdy, but they were just trying to make the, they weren't they didn't get violent. That was a good thing, as at least for what I saw, because I did leave halfway through to go to campus and check that out. But I didn't see them getting any like violent towards anyone. So what was the campus like? Because everyone was outside or, or inside the build like the there were, building. There were some students that did have class. I spoke to one student and she did have one class, but she was really scared about how everything was in campus and. She was like saying like um, a lot of people were looking at her and like pointing at her because she was white. And she was like, I think people thought that I was with the white nationalists. Oh, like wow. she was like, it's really scary to be white <laughs> on that day. But apart from that, <laughs> but um, it was it just looked like a. It just looked like a deserted town. Like, it looked really, like, dead and, like, creepy. But that was because a lot of classes were canceled. I was only able to speak to one student. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that's that's one student. Just... Yeah. What? So everyone you talked to wasn't, they weren't part of you? Oh, well, yeah. At the rally, yeah. I was, thinking, <laughs> oh. I was saying in campus. Oh. I was only oh, able okay. to speak to one student. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, like, staff. They were at the library and... Um, they were working that day, but in campus, I was only able to speak to one student. Like, there were staff and um, professors and the police, but they weren't many students at the university. I imagine some of them decided to go and protest, and some of them decided to... They created this really funny group on Facebook where mm-hmm. they were saying they were posting um it, it was ignored Richard Spencer day and they were yeah. posting they were <laughs> posting pictures media. yeah they were posting <laughs> pictures about what they were doing to ignore him like oh I'm here eating pizza ignoring <laughs> Richard Spencer day was so, there a hashtag yeah they had like a group on Facebook about it so the student wanted to make it clear they they didn't want anything to do with it they went out of the way for that so they didn't go to campus or they were protesting I thought it was really amazing because I saw that uh, video. I saw it on Facebook, actually. And, you know, the voices of the students were so overpowering over Richard Spencer's mm-hmm. voice Definitely. that he was at one point getting frustrated because yeah. he was he yeah. couldn't talk about what he wanted to talk about. Yet of he course. was telling everyone to basically shut up and say, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is my time to speak, except he, you know, his entire theme is not letting anyone see yeah i mean i thought he made a clown out of himself because i was looking <laughs> online like his um speech like the news people who were able to get in and this guy is just being drowned out by the crowd you know they're booing at yeah. him and he's literally you know just entertaining the crowd telling them to shut up that's basically yeah. what he wanted, i mean though, who attention. does that you know like you, you if you come there and you try to make a point you're going to lose your professionalism. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just an idiot like himself, you know, like, yeah. No. And then his, the people that the other people that were with him, I don't, I can't recall the names, but they were also, you know, they were also trying to speak out, but they were yeah. also getting shut out by the yeah. crowd too. Yeah. So I think really that was amazing. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. amazing how they were pretty much getting shut down over everything. Yeah. They were trying their best to like get attention towards them. And I really do believe they were trying to get sympathy as well. Like how you were saying earlier, the white nationalists that got punched in the face. The Nazi, yeah. yeah, I really believe he did that on purpose to get himself attention and attention, see like, look, yeah, yeah look, um, they punch me like they're not treating me right. Mm-hmm. Like this is so um, not American, even though a hate speech isn't either. But it was obvious they were really trying to get sympathy from everyone. And I mean, they didn't get what they wanted. So thank God. <laughs> but that's what the vibe that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's really amazing that you guys, you know, put yourself out there and basically did what you guys love to do, reporting on something that's so important now, because right now that's trending. You know, is there any other comment that you wanted to add? I mean, yeah. You know, I think once you go into an event like that, you you, kind of see how our politics 
operate and how things can get very messy. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically what I saw is two parties had a right to their First Amendment, Mm -hmm. freedom of speech and freedom of press. And they both used that against one another. So you can see where the conflict intertwines. I mean, when you get into that, it's just it's just crazy because everyone thinks they're right, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone mean, yeah. wants to think they're right about yeah. everything. But just as he said, he had his freedom of speech. The protesters that were there did as well. Mm-hmm. And the press had their freedom. He could have done he did everything he could to try to make it about himself and succeed in his speech um, by not letting a certain amount of people in. And he also, the tickets that he had, they were limited, like 750. He didn't give those out until like 30 to an hour before his speech. And to he make only sure. gave it to specific people. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing was when I was applying for the press credentials, um, they had emailed me back and they denied my press credentials wow. to go and enter and cover the speech inside the Phillips Center. And it wasn't UF denying me. It was actually NPI themselves. They they handpicked the media that they wanted to go cover that event. I So I believe just because I was a Valencia College student and I was coming from Valencia Media, they didn't want the college students to shed their millennial lights mm-hmm. to say on, on his event and shed it in a bad light. Yeah, because they can't yeah. control us like exactly. national media. They, yeah. ha- they have more control with... Um, the way that everything else is going to be shown by, let's say, an example for, like, Fox News. But with us, we have, like, our own way of wanting to do things. We're we don't... pretty hard-headed. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. Millennials take a lot of... <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it, it was crazy because I saw um, the Wall Street Journal. I saw a guy from there. I saw BBC News. And then, you know, I saw, you know, Channel 6... All these outlets, just incredible. Everyone coming together to just to cover this. It was amazing. Yeah, I think the thing that stood out to me the most is that with so much hate, love still overpowered. Mm-hmm. That really was the message yes. there. Especially with all the videos you saw, you know. I mean, I, I personally just saw the videos on Facebook because I didn't look anywhere else. They were just being shared everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just saw, like, what amazed me really was just seeing all those students overpowering two rows of white nationalists because there was probably like 15 there or Mm -hmm. 10, 10 white nationalists actually supporting Richard Spencer and his gang. (laughs) But, um, but I think that that's really the most important thing. And it just goes to show that just in overall love just overpowers everything. And, and honestly, I don't know what he was trying to do when he came to Florida because you have to take into consideration the pulse event Mm -hmm. like especially yeah especially something so close to orlando i mean yeah and our reaction to that was orlando just came together as one Mm -hmm. you know and well i actually heard something about that so uh aside from the white nationalist thing i was reading up on how orlando was actually giving tips on how to come together for uh the vegas incident So I thought that was really awesome how we are kind of role models of love to other people. Unfortunately, you know, it's not cool that we have to be doing something like this. But I saw that and I was like, wow, you know, Orlando really, really shows a lot of love. They also did that for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's important. And I really appreciate that you guys did that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone else does. So definitely. So thank you, Brittany and Dayanara for, you know, telling us your experience. Of course, I'm here to bring you the news, local news, world news, (laughs) the morning morning tea. tea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So we're going to be taking a small little break here. We are going to be playing Unforgettable just because. The white nationalist rally is unforgettable.
fresh out boost. If they want the drama, got the ooze. Ship the whole crew to the cruise. Doing shit you don't even see him move. Ride with me, ride with me, boss. I got a hard head, but her ass off. She want the last name with the ring on it. Cause I pulled out a million cash, told her plank on it. We're back. It's the morning tea, and you are here with Ariana, me. Melanie. We are with Melanie and, and Dayanara. Hey, hey. Oh, and let's not forget Brittany. Hello. <laughs> Our special guest. Yes. So Hello. we were just we're coming back talking about the white nationalist rally in Gainesville. And so we were just talking about how it's really amazing that Orlando showed a lot of love at Pulse and how Vegas, you know, they 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 got inspired by our way of coming together, repairing ourselves from this hate and everything that's been happening around yeah. the world. I want to point out that not only um, normal people are just doing that, only old, also celebrities are doing it. And, like, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Eminem video that he did against Trump. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. It was crazy. He um, said a lot of words towards Trump. You yeah. need to watch that video. It was at the BET Awards. Yeah. Oh, my God. But he also did a music video. Right, I saw it on Facebook. I'm well, not it wasn't a music video, <laughs> like um it's about the yeah about the Donald Trump diss. He didn't put any beat into it. He just it pretty much just he, he freestyled free the style. whole yeah, that's way. That's the best thing he does, though. He raps, so it was amazing. You guys need to take a look at that one. Uh, well, yeah, he um, actually he accused many like racism and hypocrisy, like disrespect of like the mil- military veterans, which I thought that was yeah crazy. He wanted to focus a lot on the primary issues. Um, he did go against like the president um, on his personal political views and how he believes that the president is not doing enough to unify the country mm-hmm. and that we are becoming a separate nation. But I think that celebrities. Could, like it's good that they use your voice yep. to talk about important topics because yeah they are celebrities but they're also people yes. and it's good that they're he's shining a light into that mm-hmm. um he did say some harsh things but i mean he that's did. eminem he's always been like that and if you guys want to see that you can go into bet and see that or on youtube search up YouTube. the bet um donald trump dist well 
I wanted to add, speaking of celebrities and presidents, so I actually have an entire segment, mini segment, because I think we have a you know, just a little bit of time left, but an entire segment on sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And we have a former president, and it's actually... George H.W. Bush, and this goes after the the Harvey Weinstein issue where it's just sexual assault, a bunch of, um, a lot of actresses came out and started saying how he was, you know, raping them or sexually assaulting them, and, and so George H.W. Bush uh, responds after the allegations from Heather Lind that where she stated that he assaulted her after posing for a picture. I actually saw the picture online and you can kind of see that his hand was like reaching toward her butt. And he kind of, he, what he did was basically, um, or what she stated he did was basically that she taught, he touched her butt and he said a dirty joke to her and just laughed it out. And so she kind of stated that it was just uncomfortable for her and, and the fact that it was a U.S. president. And after all this crazy things happening with all these sexual assaults, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd like to understand why. Why is this all coming out now? Maybe it would have been better if it was just coming out, you know, way before. I, I wish because women need to speak out about these things. And that's something part of our show. Since this is our first show, we're going to be talking a lot about women empowerment. So it's three women talking about things that need to be talked about in the like in the society of with women so uh yeah so george hw bush he responded and he said you know he apologizes of his uh his attempt of humor and if he offended miss lind so what do you guys think about that do you think that was an attempt of humor i don't think that's humorous at all and i think it's ridiculous um men need to understand that these type of things are not okay (laughs) they need to understand that it's not okay for you to inappropriately touch us if we are not consenting to that. Why do you think that that's the proper way of you introducing yourself to me? I don't see how that's humorous at all. And I think that um, the more that we shed a light into this, this can come to a, a stop and we can decrease the amount this is happening. Like, look at how the Hollywood director... Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, all the people that are coming against him. It has been 60 60- plus women that have no actually not just women women and men that have spoken out against him so it's not you know i just think that it's it's really sad that people in this type of power take advantage of women and and men in general because this happens to not just women but most of this just happened in the past few months yeah the whole Harvey Weinstein topic is just insane. I think, honestly, not in a, in a non-joking way. I feel like they're gonna make a movie out of this, and it's gonna in, in a few <laughs> in a few twenty years we'll see it, and it'll be it'll be something for sure. It's just it seems like there's no end to it, and so many more people are coming out. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's because yeah. Hollywood is a very very secretive industry. So all those people with power, you know, like let's say I'm an actress, I want to do that, and some someone offers something like Harvey Weinstein was offering I'm gonna feel completely uncomfortable but if they pin me down to a position like he pinned down those 60 plus women you know they're gonna feel like well if I can't if I can't do what he is telling me to do then I'm not gonna make it so it's definitely a make it or break it position I don't agree with what he's doing obviously but I feel like they're being put in a position where it's like you know well if you don't do this you're not gonna make it yeah I mean I think women it's very important that women do stand up for themselves. You know, it's all about mm-hmm. ethics. At the end of the day, it's all about your rights as a human. You know, if you're put in this horrible position, you can't bend to the other person, like, in in that way. You just have to walk away from the situation. And honestly, I think nothing is worth being degraded that hard, you know. You have to put your foot down, mm-hmm. and even if you're giving Definitely up agree. your career for this, you know, it doesn't matter. There are women. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recall the name. I wish I would have written I down. But there was a, I think there was like two women who th- yeah. completely said, I'm not acting anymore because I don't stand for this and I'm not going to be pushed. That's to- respected. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. And I saw that and I was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. this is something that, that needs to have a light shed on. Yeah. And I think Lupita Nyong'o, who we mm-hmm. all know and she's an amazing actress, she had an encounter with Harvey Weinstein where she went to his home for a movie showing and his kids were there and everything and they were by themselves at that moment and he asked if he could give her a massage and she said no and she was trying to be humorous about it and she was but like oh, uncomfortably I'll, yeah uncomfortably <laughs> and she was like no I'll give you a massage 
And she ended up leaving. And he Forced told her that she was never going to work in that town again, that she was going to be no one. And as you can see, that's not true. She is very well known everywhere for her fashion, for her and movies. And respected. Exactly. Well, in, well, of those women included, it's, you know, Lindsay Lohan came out speaking, Meryl Streep, Hillary Clinton just released a statement saying, I, I'm, this is, these aren't her words, but she basically said, you know, this is not cool this is something that is not respected this shouldn't be happening in the industry we have even leonardo dicaprio came out and said something matt yeah. damon and then the actual women that came out had been you know 14 plus women that happened and actually when we first heard about this the new york times was the first one that published the article exposing his alleged uh misdeeds so i think it's you know it, it's something that definitely needs to have a light shut on and i think i personally and i'm saying this to all the women out there go ahead speak out and i know it's difficult i personally haven't had anything like that happen to me but i know of people that have had that happen to them and i think it's really important for them to speak out even if it's just to one person you just need to get that out of your system yeah and i think a lot of the victims sometimes blame themselves mm -hmm. and sometimes society themselves try to blame them like what were you wearing? What did you do or to if, make like, them do that? Or like they're not good enough yeah. exactly. in this case. And that's yeah. not true. That's not, like, you should never think that way. Um, so we need to start normal, like, letting people know and try to normalize that mm -hmm. this is not okay and it's not your fault. It never is your fault. Yeah. We have, um, oh, go ahead, Brittany. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I also think that when women come out and make light of the situation that has happened, I think most of the time they feel vulnerable and they feel scared and they feel alone. But the fact is, there's other people out there who have been in their shoes, you know? Many. They're not alone. Mm -hmm. That's the message that we need to put across, is that they're not alone. People have yeah. their backs. And we also have uh, something that happened yesterday, where when I saw this, I just really just couldn't believe my eyes. So we have a HIV positive school aide that has infected, I well, actually, no, they haven't infected, he hasn't infected anyone but um, but yeah, he's HIV positive and his victims are from 11 to 17 years old. Oh middle my schoolers. God. Oh my God. Wow. Middle schoolers. He has 206 accounts of child pornography, <gasps> of sexual assault and rape. Wow. I when I saw that, my mouth dropped to the floor. Um, he his uh, 206 count charges are uh, accounted for 28 identified victims and 14 of them unidentified. Where was that guy from? Uh, this one is a Maryland school aide and a track coach. <laughs> a track wow. coach. Wow. <laughs> yes. What a reputation. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. So, I, I I, mean, I have a little sister. She's 12 years old in middle school. If something like this, just even to think that something like this is even possible, I, I, I it's sickening. sickening. It yeah. really is sickening. Sure. That is the word. So and 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 actually in this time it wasn't even women. Most of them were boys. Wow. That's so sad. Most of them were boys that were affected in this. So it's just it's, He was it's a insane. track coach. A track coach and, and a school aide. And a school aide in oh Maryland. My God. So so yeah, this is definitely something that that happened yesterday that, you know, they they <laughs> I'm just out of out of words right you know now. You know what? <laughs> I think this is this is has has been going on forever and it's always going to happen. No, yeah. I mean, you know, it's people are just sick. Yeah. The fact <laughs> yeah. that you say that it always it's always going to happen is so scary cuz when you have a child it's like, "Oh my god, like where do I put my child in?" Yeah. Like well, you just can't trust anyone that's, nowadays. That's crazy. You yeah. don't know who hides behind that you face. Don't, you don't. And speaking of you don't know who hides behind of what, we have another sexual assault oh um, issue. And it was a Tinder nightmare. And this one it cl hits close to home because this happened in Volusia County. So a unidentified man uh, rapes a woman he met on Tinder. This happened October 14th. The woman came out to the police and she basically said, you know, I don't know who this man was. I met him on Tinder. So she doesn't have a picture of him, which I, I don't know why, because if he was on Tinder, you, you know, you could see a profile, but some people don't, don't have pictures. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, have. yeah. Some people don't have pictures with, yeah. I personally wouldn't go on a well, that's Tinder date with, <laughs> with anyone, but either way, I mean, a rape, is a big deal, yeah, you course. know, and, and going on, you know, Tinder. I, I personally don't trust 
Don't I trust online dating. Online dating, like online dating can yeah. be scary. Yeah. It can be very scary. Just... Especially if it has no pictures. I mean, that's when you're like, okay, no. Like, you like how am I supposed to go out with you? I don't even know like, exactly who you are. Exactly. What? That's no. like a red flag right there. Yeah. You know? So this one, yeah, hit, hit close to home, Volusia County. And they still haven't found the man from wow. when I... Yeah, they only have a drawing of him. And I saw the drawing, and the drawing is like Stay layers figured. of uh, <laughs> layers of paint, <laughs> basically. Wow. So um, I believe Dianara also had mentioned something of what was happening outside of the country. Okay, so being with everything that's happening and the light that's being shed on and sexual harassment, all of that. So they are considering in France to make catcalling um, illegal in a way that there would be like um, penalties and they would have to pay a fine for overly trying to get to a woman. And it's like, it's not just saying like, oh, hi, you look beautiful. It's the moment that she says no and you keep asking her for her number and you walk more than a mile with her. Um, so they're planning on doing that. And also in Argentina and Uruguay, th this is illegal. So people can get actual charges and even up to jail time for this. And I think that with France making this step and doing something like this, um, they're planning on it. Um, the person that um, France gen gender equality minister, Marlene Chapa was the one that decided that she really wanted to like go forward and do this as a way of having a sense of protection. Because just imagine when you think about it, when you're being you're walking down the street or a guy is just being too persistent, you kind of just try to get out of it. But if you know that the law is with you, that can be a way of you being like more like feeling a little bit more safe. Confident. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Well, another way to, I guess, feel safe is uh, Twitter has been trending uh, hashtag me too. It's basically women sharing their experience and stories on sexual assault and harassment. And, you know, if you ladies out there are don't just don't know how to use any platform or, or someone to talk to about your experience, put it on Twitter. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are, are very open to things. And from what I've seen, uh, a lot of people are loving, you know, there's just only a certain percentage of people in the world that are just, you know, full of hate. But, you know, the hashtag me too is, is very empowering and it doesn't just have to be women. It could be men and women too. And this just falls into the whole genre of rape culture. You know, um, if you, if you want to speak out about something, just go ahead and hashtag me too and write your story, share your story. Don't be afraid to, to let out what you're really feeling. Oh, and on a funny note, um, not that this topic is funny at all, but on France, being um, they also have a hashtag. It's balance ton pas, which translates to rat on your dirty old man. And go. that's what they're using <laughs> <laughs> to share their stories on Twitter and on Facebook. So uh, moving aside from the sexual assault it's Halloween. It's almost Halloween oh weekend. God. Oh, my God. We're excited. I have no idea what I want to wear. I <laughs> I had told Diana what I wanted to be. Oh I will God, not put it on it. the air. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just going to dress as myself. You know, there we go. Like <laughs> the <laughs> cheapest <laughs> thing ever. For real. Um, so we do have a few things that are trending. Um, unfortunately, I wish this was in the United States. But Starbucks, you Wait, know what I'm talking about? I d okay, I don't think it's what you're talking about, but I saw like... A Trump costume, oh. like, like um, <laughs> how you could be Trump or like his wife, basically. Oh it's no, a couple's costume that yeah. has been trending on on Twitter too. Does it come with a couple face idea? Yeah. No, oh. it's just these little petty things that they do, like oh, okay. like like just do that for Halloween, and yeah. like you're suddenly them like yeah, I, build a giant I, wall. <laughs> I'm Trump for Halloween, some shit. Like oh that. no, yeah, no. Well, um, so we do have a few trends that are happening with the Halloween spirit. Uh, you know, Starbucks is always on top of these things. You know, Starbucks does the holiday seasons, the the red cups where that we'll save that for another show. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a vampire frappuccino. Oh. Ooh, I know. Sounds interesting. It sounds very interesting. We are not going to know what that tastes like because that is only sold in the UK, unfortunately. Well, I got to go over there, man. I'm going to make you guys water your mouths right now. Okay. It has a layer of mocha sauce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it has whipped cream on the bottom. Mm -hmm. It is a drizzle with strawberry sauce, and I think it's just the vanilla flavor. But it's supposed to look bloody. And then there was a picture with two little, what are those? 
fangs. The, the fang the bites. Fangs. <laughs> yeah, the little fang bites. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was really yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. But good. here in the United States, we have the zombie frappuccino. And I actually had that this morning because I was like, if I'm going to talk about it, I have to know what it tastes like. And so I heard that it tastes like an airhead. So I don't know which airhead it tastes like because I didn't really eat that many airheads. But <laughs> but it tastes like an airhead for real. It really, it tastes like candy and Halloween spirit. It tastes like candy. You know it's what? green. It has, um, it's going to last until October 31st, so Halloween. Oh my God. Um, it tastes like an airhead. It has green caramel apple powder. I think that's why it tastes like you know that those candies that are a little bit bitter um pink powder whipped cream and pink mocha drizzle Ooh, that's too much i actually sugar. i wish i, I could show that. you guys All a picture but i can only curve. describe I, it I Corn syrup. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um it, it's very it's a very interesting taste i don't necessarily think i'll have it again <laughs> did you get a sugar but, rush from that uh probably okay oh my God. <laughs> it sounds like i'll give you one but, my heart yeah. would just stop really <laughs> yeah there it, it's it's pretty good it's um it's definitely too too sweet for my tastes. I'm more of a bitter type I, of person. I wouldn't. Black wouldn't coffee. Yeah. Black coffee is just what I do every morning. <laughs> yeah, Caramel I don't mocha. know if I do that. And hey. then, yeah, so, but Starbucks, Starbucks is doing a pretty good job. I know you mentioned they had that. Um, the unicorn one. The unicorn one. I've no, seen it. What is my it? friend oh, had nasty. it. I'm sorry. It was it a was? rainbow it was sort nasty. of thing. <laughs> I didn't was, have it. It I really nasty. did hear that it was nasty. How did it um, taste like? It tasted like mango, but it was just a weird way to mango. Oh, oh my God. It was nice. too sweet. It was oh disgusting. That's funny. Oh. So another thing that's happening very soon that I personally am super excited because I am a nerd and I go bananas for this. It's Stranger Things 2. <laughs> the release Ooh. of Stranger Things 2 on Netflix. And it releases October 27th. Um, so basically, I don't know my if you guys remember, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, my birthday is that oh, day. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Diana's birthday, oh, wow. guys. <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll sing you happy birthday later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, season two, um, I was reading and so you, I don't know if you guys knew, but Will, the little brother, he got lost, you know, they were fighting the Demogorgon, which is like the huge monster that lives in the upside down, which is the other world that they lived in. And they had like the little Christmas lights where they can contact everyone everyone on the other side and then um i believe it was barb one of the girls that also got lost so i think they're gonna be they're gonna be looking for them in the upside down and i don't know if you guys remember but i believe during the last episode you know um it was will that was coughing up some stuff i saw that yeah and so apparently this might be something that is going to be prevalent in the next season so we're definitely gonna pay attention to that um apparently they build a sensory deprivation tank for 11 i love 11 so oh much. my god i love that little girl. <laughs> millie bobby brown is such amazing. an amazing actress she she definitely is going to be raising some standards for the next generation that comes after them um so yeah they build a sensory deprivation tank for 11 to think how she can find will and barb and then apparently you know the demogorgon the the big alien or if it's an alien whatever it is um, she is going to have some type of connection to him, so we're now very you're excited. Now you want to watch it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I really. Like, I've never seen what, it. Hell. I've never seen it either. <laughs> what I think it is, I feel like it has. A, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Goonies. No, you guys, no. you guys are missing. <laughs> I've heard no. it's a really good, but I haven't. You guys are missing out on the best films. No. So it's a mix of the Goonies and very, very eighties vibe. And, and and if you guys like kids that are really, really just such cool kids, they're not like they're not like those cool kids where like oh I want to be you up this and that like in the movie. It's more of like nerdy kids that yeah. are just like I want to be at home. Sort of. yeah, yeah, very, very classic. Like hipsters nowadays. Oh, kind of. She no. just described the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, okay, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just like really really sweet innocent kids that are just trying to make their way through life and so i just thought it was really cool that that you know stranger things was such a that it just vibed that way well we need to watch that this weekend yeah. well get updated on the first season i yes, have to definitely before october 27th and speaking of trends i saw this last night and i just couldn't believe my eyes i was like i don't understand why people <laughs> white people would even do this and so we have a new trend it's the glitter trend so basically um what you do is you put glue on your tongue and you what? stick glitter all Hold over on. it so basically you have half of your tongue full of glue and glitter 
This is <laughs> this does not sound like a safety hazard it at does all. Not. Um, no way, shape, or form. Definitely, safe. yeah, definitely not a safety hazard. Doctors and beauty experts are warning against gluing glitter to tongue. I just first of all, why should that be a warning? First of all, heck is putting glitter. In first their of all, tongue, glue like. on your tongue. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> okay, there are people that have eaten glue. Okay, <laughs> second of kid, all, of course. Second yeah. of all, we have glitter in your system that is plastic <laughs> that is going to be in your system so beauty experts and doctors are basically warning against um uh, the, against this trend because they're saying that it's going to cause stomach problems indigestion uh basically swallowing plastic uh the person who actually started this was if i'm excuse me if i you know say this name incorrectly but it's jacinta vukovic she's a youtuber makeup artist um she basically this actually happened by accident she uh had some glitter on her lips because she was doing you know how they have that lip glitter trend yeah, yeah. um so she had some glitter on her lips and then it accidentally um fell on her tongue and she, i guess she had an epiphany and said oh my god this looks really cool let me just have glitter on my tongue and make it a trend and so people are actually doing it so just imagine what i am getting frustrated with it's like yes glue is bad for you yes plastic is bad for you but have you guys ever stuck your hand on glitter and it just gets stuck all over you and it takes days to get off you exactly imagine how much glitter is going to be stuck inside your body. in your stomach that's not healthy <laughs> i don't understand why anyone would follow in into that I trend. Just, yeah i don't know how this is a thing but <laughs> i actually did a um halloween makeup and i put glitter all over my body it would never come out like i was just like weeks with the glitter yeah. i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, how am i supposed yeah. to take this out it's in your hair and everything it's crazy right? it's, it's, it's you see it after a month everywhere. you're like oh look another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't understand it's kind of so um, let's just wrap it up. Uh, let's talk about some Valencia College news. Uh, today at 11, actually, it just started, 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. It's Hispanic Heritage Month Music and Food Festival. Ooh. So basically, they're going to be playing Spanish music. Uh, there's going to be a dance performance from Mariposa Monarch. Um, that basically means uh, Monarch Butterfly. Um, traditional Mexican folkloric dance group, uh, traditional Brazilian capoeira. I give a lot nice. of credit to capoeira. People I have do never that. Heard that is it. very, yeah, that yeah. is something that, you know, it, it's a mix of it. everything. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, uh, this is the best part free food, guys. <laughs> Here <laughs> at East Campus, Valencia College East Campus, uh, it's sponsored by Student Development and Lasso Latin American Student Organization. So definitely go check that out. I'm probably going to be out there. So if anyone's hearing, here at Valencia, I'm going to definitely go check that out. Not just for the free food, because I am Puerto Rican and I like Spanish <laughs> music. And I definitely want to see something with the Calpoeira people. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Um, Count me in. Yeah, so that's definitely what's happening. Another thing that's really interesting that's happening at the East Campus, it's going on from October 27th to October 29th. Um, it's at the Performing Arts Center. It's called Evita. It's Friday, October 27th to 29th, 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. The 29th, the October 29th, it's going to be from 2 o'clock p.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. because it's on a Sunday. Um, so basically, Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, he's a composer classical music about eva peron's rise to sainthood uh she was the wife of a military leader turned president uh and this is basically her journey from being poor to eventually being an actress and then eventually being the most powerful woman in latin america um there's gonna be scores from jazz to latin to pop and other influences and also uh something really awesome there's gonna be an asl interpreter included and that's gonna be saturday october 8th from 7 30 p.m to 9 30 p.m at the performance so valencia is doing a really good job with including everyone mm -hmm. Um, I have one over here, but it's in West Campus, but I know a lot of people are, like, interested in it. It's internship and part-time job affair. I know I'm interested. I might might stop by. It's today from 10 to 2, and it will be on West Campus again in Building 8. So you might, you guys might want to check that out. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so... Um 
I am really excited. Our, I feel like, you know, this is going to, the show's going to evolve into something really beautiful. Uh, we're definitely going to try and have a bunch of people um, come in so that we can interview them and, and just, you know, course, talk about yeah. life, talk about culture, talk about everything. And then uh, we definitely, we definitely want to make this something um, very, very, uh, something, an experience for everyone here at Valencia College. And we thank everyone who listened and everyone who's interviewed. And, and thank you, Brittany, yeah, for coming in. It I, was a surprise. We didn't expect of you course, here. I was just, you know, on break and I was just walking across and I saw John in here. I saw you guys in here, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. Yes, you guys are content right here. We're so (laughs) happy to have you. Yeah, I I actually enjoyed this. It was a pleasure. It was was a pleasure. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. And I just encourage people to come and um, drop by and uh, check these guys out. Definitely. Thank you so much. And so we're gonna move here since uh, it's a special someone's birthday. Our co host, (laughs) 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 Dianara Leonardo, it's your birthday. So let's sing you little bit of a happy birthday song okay <laughs> all right ready That was happy birthday, happy birthday Miller. <laughs> but let's sing you happy birthday. Ready, guys? Happy One, birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dianara. Happy birthday to you. Hey, that was awesome. Thank you, guys. I love you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first show, The Morning Tea. My name's Ariana. Dianara Leonardo. And Melanie. And thank you guys so much. And your Have special an awesome guest. Day. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> our special guest, guest Brittany Belay. <laughs> yes, our special guest, Brittany. Thank you so much for everything and all the uh, information that you gave us in our Definitely. interview on the White Nationalist anytime, Party. Anytime. So thank you guys so much. And I hope you guys enjoy your the rest of your morning. And we'll see you next Thursday at 10 a.m. All right, guys.